It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Ashley. Last time, we talked about the Angry Beavers Groundhog Day parody same time next week. Same time last week. Sorry. (laughs) I did the same thing (laughs) last week. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) All right. We've got some Twitter poll results for you guys. Uh, We asked last week if you guys would rather relive the same day or the same week over and over again. 15% of you said same day and 85% of you said the same week. So a pretty clear decision there from you guys. This week we are back to Rocco's Modern Life with the episode Fortune Cookie. Our New Year's resolution this year was to do more Rocco's Modern Life. So we're getting back to it. Also, we did sort of cancel this one, move it back a week due to... uh, the unexpected Groundhog Day episode there, so we are getting to it now, guys. I know you've been waiting a whole extra week, so we'll try and make it extra great just for you. Oh, and I'm realizing we've now bumped it twice, because by cancelled episode, I act- I wrote this before we bumped it oh, in the script. Yeah. So I was referring to the first time we originally cancelled it at the end of 2017. So, sorry, Fortune Cookie, we, we love this episode, and we just keep punting it downfield. But hey, we're there. We're there. It's happening. Although, you know, I just thought of this great uh, Real Monsters episode. Why don't we just watch that right now? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, follow us on Twitter at FNN underscore podcast and Facebook, facebook.com slash FNN podcast. Review us on Apple Podcasts and check us out on YouTube. We love seeing your comments there. Absolutely. I know we've been getting some great sort of uh, discussions going on in there. So thanks, guys, for all of your participation and also thanks so much as always for tuning in now let's get started As stated before, our episode this week is from Rocco's Modern Life. It's called Fortune Cookie. This one was Season 3, Episode 8A, and it aired on December 17th, 1995. Yeah, so I'm just barely alive at this point. Well, a little bit more than barely. <laughs> like, now? Are you, just, no. is, are you just telling us your current, like, <laughs> state in life? Just barely clinging. The date that Fortune Cookie aired, thank you. Um, in this one, every fortune cookie that Philbert opens predicts dire consequences for him, and, uh... Indeed it does. It's... it's pretty great. I feel bad for the poor guy, but it's... it's funny to watch, can't lie. Okay, and I'm gonna be shameless right now, and, you know, lock me up for collusion or whatever you want to call it, but... Go vote for Philbert in the Nick Madness. <laughs> like, if you listen to this podcast, I am full, fully endorsing Philbert to win Nick Madness. <laughs> I don't think he's even seated top eight when that ends up coming out. But uh, I want Philbert to to do some damage. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> <laughs> Last what... year we were all like, we won't tell you who to vote for, and now I'm like, vote for Filbert or you're cancelled as a listener. Look, Casey needs to calm down to Dash, but Filbert is pretty great, I'll give him that. But before we get to Filbert and all of his misfortune, I love that we open up in this fortune cookie factory, and there's just this worker, and he's writing, like, all sorts of good things, like, 
You are an inspiration to everyone. You're going to have an amazing life. You're going to have nothing but happiness. And then he just, like, takes one and he writes something along the lines of, you know, you'll have misfortune for the rest of your miserable life or something like that. Yeah. Miserable soul? I don't even... It, it gets dark. Yeah. It's, <laughs> he just writes <laughs> this one, like, horribly dark yeah. fortune and then he just keeps going right in the positive ones and it's gold. It's similar to Angry Beavers last week. It's just a solid concept of an episode before it's even written. It's like, what a great idea that there's a... Because everyone always jokes about, like, what if my fortune cookie was just really, like, mean and negative, and now we see what that happens with a really adorable, likable character. Yeah, and you can't help but feel bad for him. You just can't. He's... Oh, well, and also important, before he even gets this fortune cookie, he finds out that he is... Mr. Lucky, Mr. Lucky. On, <laughs> on this, this, uh, which it's so, there's so much, so much. So they go to wake him up to let him know that he's Mr. Lucky and they literally just like trash his trailer completely. And also the fact that he like lives in a trailer is kind of great too. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's doing, he's doing the best he can. All right. But they, they just completely trash it. And then they're like, Hey, you're Mr. Lucky. You have a chance yeah. to win. I actually don't know if they say it here or at the end. But we find out eventually, one way or another, that like his grand prize is a new trailer. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. His whole Mr. Lucky moment is pretty much just being brought back to where he was in the first place. Anyways. Right. And is it they celebrate with Chinese food? Is that how the fortune cookie thing comes That to sounds be? right. I, they're either celebrating or they just felt Decided like getting it. It's go get it, yeah. And, you know, they open their fortune cookies, and uh, Rocco's is perfectly normal and bland, and same with Heifer's. And then we get to to Filbert, and it's this really, you know, it's, you know, you will have pain and misery for the rest of your pathetic life or something like that. And it's, yeah, it's very dark. Uh, and then suddenly all this bad stuff keeps happening to him. It's just like the Friday the 13th episode from Hey Arnold, where Arnold is refusing to believe in bad luck as bad stuff just keeps happening to him over and over again. Yeah, and like stereotypically bad stuff too, right? We've got the um we've got the black cats are swarming him, he breaks a mirror, a ladder falls on him, you know, just like right. All of those sort and of bad luck charms. Enough, Steven Hillenberg wrote this episode, the creator of SpongeBob, and you can really see his instincts here. You know, like, this totally could have been an episode of Spongebob. Oh, for sure. It it plays right in. Just, like, over the top. This is the episode where terrible things are happening, so all of the terrible things are going to happen in the most exaggerated way humanly possible. Right. It's like, what's the one we just did? The art class one that's like, you know, when Spongebob needs to be good at art, he's bad at it. And when he needs to be bad at it, he's good at it. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly exactly what's going on. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, then we clip to this, this scene, and Casey, I don't even know where to begin with this. There's a pigeon. Nor do I. Yeah, there's a pigeon, and it's very, uh, it's quite the character. <laughs> like, it's a very sort of, stressed out's the wrong word, but it's sort of uh, perturbed, and... Uh, 
we see Big Man, the like superhero of this universe, who is down there. What's even really going on here? I don't totally get it. They're just walking by the scene, right? Uh, well, Filbert is. Yeah. So, because the pigeon is just basically threatening to crap all over everything, right? That's that's yeah. literally what's happening. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And then the and superhero, I forget his name. And Big Man is trying to stop yeah. it. Big Man. Yeah. <laughs> big Man. <laughs> what a name. Which is also great. Um, and he's and... got this, you know, big chest, very muscly. And he's like, uh, the pigeon is talking about how, like, bad everything is. And he's like, well, just gaze into my nipples of the future and you'll see that you're wrong. <laughs> Which might be a you top know... five Nick- Nicktoon line ever for me. No exaggeration. It shouldn't be surprising to me that the same show that said nice melons high five is capable (laughs) of referencing nipples of the future uh we should we should tell our listeners about the emoji shuffle that we do oh yeah i think we've ever explicitly mentioned that so like for the whole time now ashley and i have set our facebook conversation emoji to specific things relating to the show yeah and what did it start with video games no it started as a pizza but that was just because pizza like i don't think it was was just dumb yeah it was just dumb but then we did like the video games episode and we changed it and because of something with animal crossing maybe but anyway oh and then uh, we changed it to the dolphin because of the the, dolphin after the the, spongebob movie the ridiculous dolphin in the second spongebob movie and current currently it's a high five well it's the praying hands but it's also high fives uh, and I always hear it in Filbert's voice, so that was inspired by the uh, Melons episode. <laughs> so yeah. you guys should know. It's... If only there was a nipple emoji we could use. <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um... But so when the pigeon looks into the nipples of the future, he goes, Streisand tickets! And they all start singing this, like, show tune about laundry. It's very Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's beautiful. It really is. Um... Oh, and then Big Man, so Filbert... Enter Filbert <laughs> in this already weird scene, and it just gets weirder. Big man goes, my nipples have been overpowered by the presence of some unlucky force. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone yells, run for your lives. The nipples are out of control. (laughs) And so the pigeon goes right back to, you know, trying to literally take a dump on everyone. And Filbert is then at the base of this tower where the, uh, pigeon is and there are all these black cats around him he's suddenly under a ladder and then we cut away before hearing a pretty ghastly sound effect describing what the pigeon just did to filbert which again it's just it's just not his day right he's (laughs) he's not having a good time so after all this madness happening they decide to go back to the chinese place and Literally, Filbert just picks up, like, a pile of fortune cookies. And he's just like, all right, guys, we're going to do this. Rocco picks up one, and it's good. Heifer picks up one, and it's great. And he literally, like, every cookie he picks up is specifically the same miserable fortune. Every one of them. And it's it's rough. I, again, you, you got to feel for the guy. His breakdown is a little too relatable just before that, too. He's like... 
just trying to cling to his sanity and he can't believe this is happening to him. He's like, I'm Mr. Lucky, I'm Mr. Lucky. It's pretty sad. Also, I just want to get back to this this game show too. It's like this giant wheel with like, I don't know, like 50 maybe little um, spots on it. And only one of them is a winner. So how lucky is he even? He has like a 1 in 50 shot at winning a trailer to replace the trailer that they destroyed. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, him being Mr. Lucky I think is funny in itself. But he's also not, right? Like, obviously. So thankfully though, Heifer has this brilliant moment where it's depicted so well. We, we see this mouse sort of an amaze finding cheese within Heifer's brain as he's, like, forming his idea. It's so good. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> also very Spongebob. Yeah, and, uh, it kind of reminded me, it's different, but it reminded me of Patrick's, you know, inside of his brain we see that milk carton just falling over. Well, uh, or there was his unaired ending of Shanghai, remember? Oh, where, yeah. Uh, what is it? It's like a light bulb that half turns on or something. Something like that. No, but... it's a it's a toaster that only toasts one yes. piece of bread. <laughs> yes. It's, it's oh, right up that alley. Man. And it's, it's it totally great. Is. But he decides, oh, look, there's this, there's this good luck charm. I'm going to give it to Rocco and it's all going to be gold. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and um, then it happens. It's... It's the big day. Filbert's going to spin the wheel. And again, it's this terrible wheel with, like, the slightest chance of winning. Yeah. It's, it says lose, like, a hundred times and win once. Yeah. And he, he spins it. And it just starts destroying the whole town. It, like, similarly to... But a little bit differently because this is a little bit more of a fantasy world. But similar to way back when we did Roy Rath in Paris. when I'm like, guys, people died. During that, that robot scene. There's no way they didn't. People died during this wheel scene. Like, innocent yeah. lives were lost. <laughs> yeah, maybe we need to, like, keep count of how many times, like, people had to have died in a Nicktoons moment. Like, uh, oh, there was another rock. Or, no, the Angry Beavers one where they, like, uh, take a rocket to the moon and don't they crash? I don't even remember. I don't remember all the details. Like, there's but gotta be more. There's gotta be more. There are certain certain deaths happening all around and this is this is one of them. I, it's just all over the place. I do want to give some credit um, to there's a theme song reference where like literally like the wheel spins through the scene that we see during the, the theme and it's oh, great. hysterical. Yeah. And we got a brief little ba 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 da ba yeah, that that was incredible. <laughs> so refreshing and uh, original, really. Yeah, it's, it's so much, and so much is happening. And all the while, Philbert's just holding his eyes closed. He's like, I can't, can't look, I can't look at the wheel, I can't watch this happen. And, uh, and again, the entire place gets destroyed, but it comes back and it lands on Wynn. And he's like, I'm Mr. Lucky. And it's... And it ends. 
and it's again that spongebob thing where he finally wins but at, at but wins what you're mr lucky in like a post-apocalyptic earth now because we see the wheel like run lines over the entire globe and just destroy it <laughs> so like yes. now now that he gets what mention- he wants there's the irony where it doesn't matter anymore and again i just can't get over this he's, he's getting back a trailer that they destroyed right like i, I just can't get over it. it's not it's and not like he, he destroyed wins a mansion. Rocco's house oh right yeah well i guess he destroyed like the entire he, world he, so he like seeks asylum in Rocco's house and then that gets blown up too once you've once you've destroyed the world casey did, did individual houses even matter that's very true <laughs> once the wheel has we've seen it roll over entire oceans it's uh it's a it's a funny show it just defies logic but in a smart way that follows its own rules yeah and this is i mean that's our new year's resolution in the first place i'm so glad that we're digging back into the show it absolutely deserves it me too and i think once we wrap up uh nick madness we should touch on our third Rocco's episode that we didn't get to from our special and just kind of space it out over 2018, you know? Right. And I don't want to get, you know, too long about this. I know we've, we've got a lot more Rocco's coming, so I don't want us to rehash too many things too many times, but I just feel like this episode does such a good job of really having the, the world down. It has Filbert's character in such a good place. And, you know, between this one and the high five episode Philbert has just so many gold moments and I I'll be honest I didn't even remember him prior to us starting up this podcast and rewatching it like I couldn't have remembered him and like it's interesting because Heifer is certainly a more prominent character but the episodes we watched have just happened to focus on him. And I, I really like him. And I am exaggerating. I don't know who he's paired up against in round one of Nick Madness. I may not even vote for him in round one. But I think he's a great character who deserves a lot of love. You'll hear me sticking up for him whether he advances or whether he's eliminated. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. I I will say, Casey, I caution you getting too optimistic. And... uh you know, in your prediction bracket, you might want to, you might want to think it through before you, True. um... Yeah, if we barely remembered him before we did this, then right. we should be careful. And I think we've right. got to remember that the general population who has not listened to our wonderful podcast, giving you all of the insight into all of the shows that we have, might, might be in the same place that we were, you know, a year, or a little bit more than, right? A year yeah, ago over now? a year, year and, and a half, half ago? Now. Um, either way, like seven months, probably even a year ago though, we didn't know a whole lot about Rocco's. No. We hadn't yeah, dug we into the not. show. So I totally don't blame people for not voting for these characters, but I, if you, if you love and watch the show, you know what though? It does have its special coming up. So maybe it's got more love than we realize. Yeah, maybe, maybe it does. Cause if they're bringing it back for that, they wouldn't do that for no reason at all, right? Hey, wasn't Rocco's the one that blew the other shows out of the water in one of your Nick trivias for me, where it was like, which had the most Facebook likes and Rocco's had like in the millions and the others didn't or something? I, it could have been. I, I know I asked a Facebook related question. I don't remember anymore. I'm positive Rocco's won because I think I've, I picked Angry Beavers because I yeah. thought it was more popular than it was. It was between, and, uh, 
And that not real monsters, right? That sounds right. That sounds absolutely right, actually. And Taraka's and had like more than double all the others. And again, I think part of that is because of, well, I think I think, rather part of the reason that it got it special must be because of that, right? There's, yeah, there's a fan base. It's there, there must be like I, am, and genuinely, when I first heard about it, and that wasn't even too long ago, I was like, oh my god, why does Rocco's get a special? Why does it yeah, even need this? Yeah. And we have um, we have gone well back on our word on that. I am pumped for that special to come out. So, um, anything else? Any other thoughts you've got? Well, in terms of the show, so I'm looking at our stats of how much we've watched of things, and Rocco's has now bumped its way up to eighth, tied with As Told by Ginger. But I do, for a tiebreaker, I do whichever one was watched more recently. So, obviously, Rocco's... Uh, so it's now, you know, it goes, Hey Arnold, Spongebob, Fairly Odd Parents, Jimmy Neutron, Rugrats, Beavers, Rocket Power, and then Rocco's, and it's over Ren and Stimpy, it's over Invader Zim, it's over Teenage Robot and Thornberries. Uh, so it's like solidly in the middle. It's kind of a, 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 not quite a regular for us yet, but I think that's interesting that it's, I certainly would have pre- wouldn't have predicted that we'd be doing a lot of Rocco's Modern Life when we started this podcast. Yeah, me neither. And I mean... It absolutely deserves it. We've we've come to that agreement. Um, glad that we've started hitting it up again per our New Year's resolution. And I agree with Casey. I think hopefully we can hit it back up again, you know, post-March Madness. Well, when Philbert wins it all, we're going to have to, right? We'll have to pick <laughs> an episode involving Philbert. Very true, Casey. Very true. Um, I think that's uh-huh. all for me. Should we move on to conclusion time? Let's do it. All right, guys, our Twitter poll for this week is who is more unlucky, Eugene from Hey Arnold or Philbert from Rocco's Modern Life? We were trying to think of a Nick character comparison for this, and we thought Eugene is the perfect sort of example of the constantly unlucky character. Yeah, Eugene's entire life is basically what this episode is, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, Eugene never destroyed the world, so I think there's... Yeah, it's never quite as catastrophic as Philbert in this episode, and it's not like he's a lucky guy in his other episodes either. No, absolutely not. So I'm, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see how you guys feel about these, these two poor unlucky souls. Uh, yeah. Next week, we will be looking at Jimmy Neutron's Love Potion 976J in honor of Valentine's Day. So, you know, I, th- I think it'll be interesting for sure. Um, I'm willing to bet that it's not the most typical of Valentine's Day episodes, but I'm excited for this one. Now, are you Team Jimmy Cindy or Team Jimmy Betty? Oh, Jimmy Cindy for sure. Betty, Betty yeah, makes no sense. Yeah, gotta be yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get into that next week. <laughs> we'll have a lot of feelings. Uh, social media blast. We got a Twitter. We got a Facebook. We got a YouTube. And we got an Apple podcast. Hopefully you're listening to us on one of the two. Well, you have to be, right? There's no other way. Unless we're on, like, the dark the dark net at this point. But oh, we've gotten... Who knows? Who I knows? I somehow doubt that. What parts of the webs we're on. Uh, anyways, thanks. <laughs> as always for listening and we'll see you next week.